Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Yeah, week 13, here we go. Bills and Patriots tonight, and we have eight games to talk about on today's show. Going to be a lot of good start and sit stuff, and uh, some running back discussions, obviously, as well as the, we'll talk about the Jets, we'll talk about the Steelers' backfields, and a lot more. I'm Adam Azer, I got Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings here. Any chance of a Patriots upset tonight? What's the chance of a Patriots upset, upset tonight, Jamie? Give me a percentage. 15. 15%. Heath, percentage. 35. 35. All right. 25. I'll say 25%. We'll go right right in the middle there. Um, we, uh, all right, you know what? Let's rock and roll. Let's go right to it. Jamie, start of the week. Who are we starting? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, really excited about his opportunity coming off uh, what you could say is, is maybe his best game of his career when he threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, led the comeback victory against the Ravens, 30 fantasy points. Back-to-back games with 24 fantasy points. Taking on a Lions team that allows the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Three quarterbacks in a row, over 26 fantasy points. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is in a good spot right now. And it's going to be interesting to see. I asked Heath, uh, I think it was Heath and Dave maybe, um, this question the other day. Uh, of the four and seven teams in the AFC, who is the most likely to make the playoffs, if any of them do? And I believe I have the names correctly. It's Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Jacksonville, Raiders, maybe one more. Hmm. Um, that might please. be it. Okay, so four and seven teams. You said four and seven teams in the AFC. Okay, that would be yeah, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. Say them. Oh, Indianapolis. Jacksonville yeah. and the Raiders. Who's most likely? We, I, we didn't say Indianapolis because I think they're actually four, six, and one, right? No, they're four, seven, and one. They have another buy. Four, my seven, bad. My okay, bad. They have the tie. They're yeah. not four, seven, four and seven. Uh, I'd say Cleveland with yeah. Deshaun Watson. Cleveland feels the most likely, but I'll tell you what, Jacksonville looks like their offense could be dangerous if if this continues for him. Yeah. Well, they gotta yeah they gotta win this game. They're not gonna win the division, <laughs> like I said, but they gotta go get this win. Uh, Heath, who do you love? 
I, you know, more and more and more, I love Garrett Wilson this week. And we talked about earlier in the week, is he a top 20 wide receiver rest of season? And we have those debates. I'm always interested when I go through the projections process is going to be a top 20 wide receiver for that week. And he's actually pretty close to a top 15 wide receiver for me. I love this matchup against Minnesota because it has the three facets of what the Jets seem to need to have a good passing game. First off, they are much better against the run than they are against the pass. Um, that's two things. And then they're going to score a bunch of points because they have a good offense, I expect. So I do think this is a game where we see 35-plus pass attempts from the Jets. And the way that Mike White targeted Garrett Wilson, I think you should expect maybe 10 of those passes to go to Wilson, which could make him a top-12 wide receiver this week. The only thing I would disagree with, I, I think it would be a good game for Garrett Wilson. I don't think the Vikings are scoring a lot of points. This Jets defense is fantastic. And so I think Cousins, I'll just say this is the player I don't like this week, uh, Cousins. Um, I don't think he's going to have a, a big game. I think he's going to not get his his second touchdown. He'll have some yards, but this Jets defense has proven to be very tough to move the ball on. And I think we'll see it be a frustrating game for, for Cousins, even though it's the right setup for him. Although after he performed well in prime time last week, I don't know if there's a wrong setup for him. Uh, anymore, but in any event, um, I, 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 this has nothing to do with Wilson. I just think that the the Vikings' offense, they've been bad running the ball. Uh, Jets' run defense has been great, and I don't think we're going to get the multiple touchdown game from from Cousins this week. Yeah, it's weird. If not for that Bills game where the Jets did a great job against the Bills, and Josh Allen was not hurt in that game, not until the second to last play. If not for that game, I really think I could look at the Jets' schedule and just and give you a well, who have they played? And I do believe in their defense, but this this is going to be one of the better offenses they've faced so far. They've they've faced some like they faced Skylar Thompson when they faced the Dolphins. You know they they've had a pretty favorable quarterback schedule, I guess. Uh, but all that said, I, okay, here, like, here's the stat of the game I had for that game since we're talking about it. The Jets have allowed three touchdown passes in their last eight games. That is insane. But who have they faced? The Pittsburgh quarterbacks, both of them. Uh, Skylar Thompson, Aaron Rodgers. That was good. Brett Rippon, Mac Jones twice, Josh Allen, and Trevor Simeon. Uh, so I'm very intrigued to see what the Vikings can do. And I know the Jets have a good defense. Like you can't fake it for that long. The question is, you know, do they have an elite defense, I guess? Maybe we'll try to find out in this game. All right, so so we're, we're starting Lawrence and Wilson. Jamie says he's avoiding Kirk Cousins. How about you, Heath? Who are you avoiding this week? I'd like to avoid Damian Pierce. Um, it's a great matchup against the Browns, and there's a lot of uncertainty outside of the top 18 or 19 running backs this week, so it's hard to rank Pierce too low. But I just he has absolutely no floor at all right now, and I'm not sure he has very much upside either. The teams are just stacking the box against the Texans, saying, prove you can beat us with the pass, and you know what? The Texans can't beat them with the pass. So I think like there's a possibility he could give you a 25 total yard game with no scores. I'd like to get away from Pierce if I can. Still have him ranked as a high-end flex. I wonder, though, if this is like the Texans Super Bowl. You know, like this is, we're going to do whatever we can to win this game. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. You know, you, you just, you know, not, they don't want to win. I mean, that's that's painfully obvious. They do not want to <laughs> win. They, they want that number one overall pick to control, I think, their their choices of, of what they have. And, and clearly quarterback has, has got to be a priority. But it just feels like if if there's ever a game to sell out for, this could be the one. Yeah, that's what Dave was talking about yesterday. There's just a lot of buzz about the game in Texas. And the good news is, what would you say? Well, he was saying because he was talking to his dad and, you know, who lives there. And it was a nice little personal story. But even if the Texans do win, 
they still have they they're, they're one and nine and one nine and one. There's no team with fewer than three wins other than the Texans, so they can win this game and still preserve the uh, Bryce Young. CJ oh, I don't think they'll Stroud, win. But I think they actually might try though, which is something they haven't seemed to be doing in quite a while. Yeah. Um, okay. So does does anybody have Damian Pierce in their top twenty this week? Uh, he's close for me. I mean, I, I I don't necessarily disagree with Heath. I think it's it's tough to trust, but. It's a great matchup. It's it feels like it's a pretty decent situation. Rex Burke is in the concussion protocol, so one less guy to take him off the field for however many snaps that he may come off the field. Um, so yeah, I, I don't mind Damian Pierce, but I'm certainly nervous about it. Okay, would you start real quick? I'll finish on that. Uh, Pierce or whoever the Steelers' starting running back is. I go Warren over Pierce in PPR, and Pierce over Warren and nine. Heath. Right now, I think I have Pierce over the Steelers' backs, but I would like to have Warren over Pierce. So I may just make that change. Okay, folks, if you want to follow all the action, of course, you need to get the CBS Sports app. I got a great email from one of our listeners saying, try the CBS Sports, this is the truth. Try the CBS Sports app. It's amazing. It's so much better than the old one I was using. It's so clean, this and that. And uh, yeah, I, I agree. It is really a great app. I'm on it every single night checking scores. Um, and you can also... Follow all your, your, if you're making your bets, your gambling action, you can follow all of that on the CBS Sports app. We got lightning fast live scoring for every pro and college football game and all major sports, of course. I've been following the World Cup, of course, on the CBS Sports app. You can get your breaking news alerts there. You can watch live sports. You can watch CBS Sports HQ on the CBS Sports app and stay on top of all the latest updates. And it is totally free if you have an iPhone, if you have an Android. And it is the easiest way to keep your finger on the pulse of every game that matters. So that's the CBS Sports app. The other thing I want to tell you about is Paramount Plus. Incredible programming on Paramount Plus. It is awesome. And we're giving away a free month if we can get to, let's say, 250 likes today. Can we do that, people? 250 likes, and we'll give away a free month of Paramount Plus. Let's check the like tally right now. We are at 54. We, we've got plenty of time. Um, so we can get there. Let's uh, let's do it. 56, 57, keep it going. And we have a question. Who would you start at quarterback this week? Geno Smith at the Rams? Deshaun, this is a poll, not a question from the chat. A poll for you YouTubers. Geno Smith at the Rams, Deshaun Watson at the Texans, or Lamar Jackson, who left practice yesterday with an injury. We'll check on that. Against the Broncos. Guys, who are you picking? Geno Smith, Deshaun Watson, or Lamar Jackson? I would take Geno. Um... Followed by Lamar for now, and then Deshaun. But if you know, Pete Prisco keeps saying Lamar just doesn't look right watching him on film. That he wonders if the hip injury has been a problem for him. Now you have the quad injury, you know. So is he just you know not at 100 percent? His receivers stink, aside from Mark Andrews, who obviously hasn't been Mark Andrews. So you just wonder if there's just a lot at play here. I, I think if we had seen a game of Deshaun Watson, it'd be easy to say Watson going against the Browns. I go excuse me, going against Texas. Heath, who you got? Gino, Watson, uh, or Lamar? Gino. Gino. All right. Okay, let's do some news and notes here. Uh, Lamar Jackson left practice with a quad injury. So, gosh, if you have Lamar Jackson, I mean, you're not going to start Mac Jones. We have better options than that, right? You'd rather start Huntley than Mac Jones. I think I think Josh Allen would be good. Well, that, yeah. You should start sure. Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson tonight. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Rodgers is expected to play this week. However, he is open to shutting it down if the Packers are eliminated from playoff contention, which they pretty much would be with a loss. If they win this game, then they go into their bye with five wins. They're still probably alive. 
Matthew Stafford's not going to play this week against the Seahawks and the Bears. Remember, Trevor Simeon played last week, but he got hurt in pregame warmups. So the Bears That's right so now. Weird. Yeah, they signed uh, Tim Boyle. And <laughs> they signed Tim Boyle um, as Fields and Simeon are both dealing with injuries. So we'll, we'll check on that throughout the week. I read somewhere that it might have been on uh, NBC Sports Edge that Fields, they expect Fields to play. Which I thought was surprising. All right, we'll cross our fingers. We'll hope for that against the Packers, unless we're Packers fans. Uh, running back news, J.K. Dobbins practiced. Don't expect him to play, but he's you know he's back practicing. Najee Harris, it's not a serious injury. Jalen Warren expects to play this week. We don't know about Najee, but we know Warren expects to play. We're going to talk about the, that game shortly. Michael Carter missed practice. So as of right now, safe to say we're not expecting him. They haven't ruled him out, but not expecting Carter as of now, right? We're not ranking him. I did see something where they said he did not practice Wednesday, but they were still hopeful he could play. So I, I wouldn't say for sure he's not going to be out there. Um, I don't think it'd be tough to start night over um, Singletary if if he gets in a, a partial practice today. Okay. Uh, Joe Mixon practiced. Oh, by the way, the Jets currently owe the Jaguars a sixth-round pick for James Robinson. If Robinson rushes for 185 more yards this year, it becomes a fifth-round pick. So they certainly have incentive not to play James Robinson. Joe Mixon yeah, uh, practiced. I think uh, Prisco said that he wouldn't be surprised if they cut James Robinson. And he said, <laughs> would it be funny if he went back to Jacksonville? <laughs> yeah, that could work. All right, uh, Mixon practiced. He's, getting, he's working in the right direction there. Josh Jacobs was limited. We know it's going to be kind of... You know, they had a walkthrough yesterday, but he was listed as limited, Josh Jacobs. You spent a lot on uh, Samir White in one league. I did? Like 12 bucks. I think that is the league I really need two wins. I think I'm five and seven. So, look, I think there's definitely a chance Samir White's the best running back oh, of, no, I, this I week. I mean, look, you could be buying yourself a win. And not just that. I'm, how unrealistic is it that, that at some point Jacobs shuts it down if this injury gets worse? And not just that. You're going to say, all right, Josh Jacobs, or if Zamir White gets the job, he doesn't have the third down role. He won't catch passes like Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs has 40 catches this year. 38 of them have come on first and second down. So you can still catch passes in that offense, even if Amir Abdullah is getting the third down work. Uh, Doug Peterson says he feels good about Travis Etienne playing. Okay, I'd like something a little bit more concrete, but at least that's optimism. Raheem Mostert is expected to play. That sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Raheem, for fantasy. That's, a, that's, that's not good. Uh, Mike Boone returned to practice for the Broncos. Again, he may not play, but he's eligible to come back now. Jarek McKinnon missed practice with a hamstring injury. Wide receiver news. Jamar Chase preparing to play. Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler missed practice. Mike Williams missed practice. Romeo Dobbs was designated to return off IR. Jamie, if Romeo Dobbs, if and when he comes back, does that take the shine off either Lazard or Watkins? I would think more Lazard than Watson at this point. Watson, um, sorry. Yeah. Watson's just I mean, how how would they get away from him? Yeah. You know, it's not like he's getting, you know, double digit targets on a weekly basis. I can't imagine that he's going to go under six targets per game. Like you, you gotta feature that guy. Uh Juju Smith Schuster mispracticed with an illness. Kadarius Tony mispracticed with a hamstring injury. Dallas opened up the twenty one day window for James Washington. Von Miller said, and then it was confirmed, Odell Beckham is going to visit three teams, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Bills. The Cowboys appear to be the front runner. The Giants obviously have the best Super Bowl chance, so he should probably sign with them. Zay Jones was limited with a chest injury. 
Uh, should be okay as of now. Jacoby Myers is questionable for tonight with a shoulder injury. Is there any hesitation, Jamie, about Jacoby Myers? Is there a chance that he may not play? It sounds like he's going to be uh, – he sounds like he's going to play. Um, I, I would have hesitation just about starting him because less than 100%. You've seen the production the last three weeks, and this Bills defense is obviously very good. Okay, uh, more wide receiver notes here. Chase Claypool was limited. That's it, just Chase Claypool. He was limited with a knee injury. He's facing Green Bay this week. Dallas Goddard, tight end. All right, if you can stash Dallas Goddard, he's the best. Stash him, stash him, stash him. He's 80% rostered, um, and he could be back in after two more games. He expects to be back. David Njoku has a new knee injury. So he, his status is up in the air for this week. Kyle Pitts is out for the season. Daniel Bellinger could be back this week. I'll try to finish up quickly here. Offensive line news. Teron Armstead is almost certainly not going to play for the Dolphins. That's a huge deal. We'll give you the stats. I thought that. that he was going to try and play. And then I saw that he's almost certainly out. But yes, they haven't officially ruled him out. But I'm not expecting him. I assume you're not expecting I, him. I was, I was surprised with the report that he was going to try and play through this. So... Um, I would imagine if he's playing through this, he's playing through this at very in a very limited capacity. So if, you know, it's it's tough to trust. I'm a little nervous about this Dolphins offense this week. You're not you're not yeah. benching the two receivers for sure. Um, I think Wilson, if Moster plays, you might be able to get away from, but you have to have some good options to do that. And Tua, I mean, you know, I don't know how much of it was Armstead leaving the game against the Texans when he got bent backwards and started getting hit, and that's why you know Mike McDaniel took him off the field. But my goodness, against this 49ers front. It could be ugly. Oh, oh it, it was that. I mean, Dave sent me this note yesterday. Uh, he missed, Teron Armstead missed most of week five and all of week six. In those games, the Dolphins allowed a pass rush pressure on 52.3% of their dropbacks. All four sacks came last week with Armstead out of the game. I mean, in limited sample size, it has been night Tua and day. Tua was sacked four times or Skylar Thompson? Tua was sacked, was sacked four times. All without well is I think so. I, I've got even more notes on that. I'll tell you that when we preview the game. Chargers uh, center Corey Lindsley and right tackle Trey Pipkins mispractice. So th- we love the Chargers this week at the Raiders, but they're beat up on the line. The Giants could get three starters back this week on their offensive line, which would be nice. Key defensive news: Colts cornerback Kenny Moore is out this week, and perhaps for an extended extended period of time, he's a great cornerback for them. That's the Colts. Uh, Chicago safety Eddie Jackson's out for the season. Baltimore looks like maybe might be getting a little healthier in the secondary. C.J. Gardner-Johnson unlikely to play for the steel for the Eagles. Derwin James out for the rest of the season. Is he? I, all I saw was that he missed practice. He has a lacerated kidney. Yeah, I didn't see that he's out for the season. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know playoffs, but I think regular season. Okay, I don't know why there was a report that he missed practice. Then um, Seattle safety. Well, if they don't want to put him on IR, then they have to keep designating his status. Yeah, I just don't know why anyone would talk about it then. Uh, but Seattle safety Ryan Neal is questionable, and that's when Ryan Neal went out of the game yesterday or on Sunday. His backup came in, took a terrible angle on that Josh Jacobs touchdown run in overtime. Aaron Donald out this week. All right. Oh, but the Bills tonight. The Bills are probably getting two pass rushers back: AJ Epinesa and Gregory Russo. Sorry for the long injury Those update. Two equal Von Miller. Yeah, they're not as good, but that's that is very important for them. Uh, one question for each game. Here we go. Heath Chiefs at Bengals. Um, Pacheco, starter sit. I would like to get away from him. 
Um, I think this is going to be more of a passing game than a running game for the Chiefs. I think he is one of many running backs in that touchdown-dependent flex range. He's one of the guys I've not moved ahead of Damian Pierce. Um, I would definitely start Pierce over Pacheco. So... Can we get? Do you think we can get him to put the A in his name? I can't, the spelling Isaiah is very tough. He's the only one I know that doesn't have two the questions. A. Okay, my bad. Uh, Cleveland at Houston. Jamie, starter sit Deshaun Watson. Uh, I would start him if you do not have a better option. And I know that's a cop out, but you know I think if you're comparing, like I like him better than Cousins. I like him better than Rogers because of his injury. I like him better than Russell Wilson. <laughs> um, but I, I think Watson's in that. Uh, I don't. I so just just to, to frame it, um, we have him on our site from Sportsline projected for I think a top five quarterback. Last time I looked, I think that's a little too aggressive. Uh, but I do think that there is the chance for him to have. And, and we had this discussion on HQ. Uh, Keith, I think, has him for one and a half touchdowns. I asked Pete Prisco for a stat line. He said around two seventy. I'm not mistaken, Heath, and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that puts him in in the you know ten to twelve, ten to fifteen range. You know. Um, with the hope that he's on the positive side of that if you're starting. And and we don't know what he'll do in his first game back as a rusher either because 270 and 2 with what he normally does as a rusher might put him in the top 8 discussion. But yes. if he's more of a pocket passer, then it would be in that 10 to 15 range. I'm, has- I'm starting him in, in three leagues. One is as a Kyler replacement. One is uh, ahead of Garoppolo. And one is a two cube, uh, super flex league where I don't have Kyler also. I'm going to go out and on a limb. I, I feel pretty confident in this Azer stat. Uh, I don't think the Texans have allowed a top five finish to a quarterback all season. The highest I can find right now, just quick glance, is QB8, Jalen Hurts. So that's interesting because they've seen the fewest pass attempts in the it's NFL. It's really silly, but it it's true. Yeah. Uh, Which is the best kind of Azer set. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Silly but true. <laughs> Jets at Minnesota. Heath, are you feeling it? I am not feeling it. I think he is a touchdown-dependent flex um, outside of my top 36 wide receivers. But if you start three wide receivers in a flex like we do in a lot of our leagues, then I think you might be flexing him. Jamie, follow-up question on this because it has to be asked. <laughs> what in what scenario what scenario gives you your your highest ranking of a Jets wide uh, running back like Michael Carter out and it's what it's night or Michael Carter in and it's Carter and and where would that running back be ranked um right now night is 24 ish in both formats you know 23 maybe in one 25 in another you know, depending on how some of the touchdown dependent running backs I have, you know, so I might have him ahead of Jamal Williams, I think, in PPR and right behind him in non, something like that. Um, if Car- I still would probably rank Knight higher than Carter because I don't think Carter will be 100%. And so I, I think then we get the dreaded three-headed backfield because I think Ty Johnson is going to have his opportunities as well. Um, so I probably would go Knight, Carter, Johnson if Carter plays, and all three of them would be 30 or, lo- or lower. Okay, got a comment here in the chat. Azer stats give me a headache from Rushman. Take some Advil, baby, because they ain't going anywhere. All right, next up, Miami at San Francisco. Heath, starters at Jeff Wilson with Raheem Mostert expected to play. 
if if Damian Pierce is the line of demarcation, then I would say he's a start because I would play him over Pierce. But he was definitely in the low end number two range, and I could absolutely see that there are a lot of people out there who have two running backs they'd rather start over him. So certainly not a must start with Mostert. If Ru- Mostert plays and Armstead's out, I'd be very very scared of Jeff Wilson. There are two very important Armsteads in that game, by the way. Azer's stat. Because <laughs> Eric Armstead is also going to play for the 49ers. And I will give you the numbers when he has played. It, he has made a huge difference. Okay. Uh, Chargers at the Raiders. Start or sit Jameer, uh, Zamir White if Josh Jacobs is out, Jamie? I would start Zamir White over Zonovan Knight. If Josh Jacobs is out, <laughs> what about over Jeff Wilson and Damian Pierce? I'm already starting Zonovan Knight without Michael Carter over Jeff Wilson. Um, I would start Damian Pierce. I'd probably start Zamir White over Damian Pierce if there is no Josh Jacobs. And uh, and over Zonovan Knight. Yes, I have Pierce over Knight right now. Okay, so if Josh Jacobs is out, you would go Jake. You would go Zamir White, Pierce, Zonovan Knight. Yes, and I would start Jalen Warren over all of them. That is so interesting because that that question, that game is coming up in a second. Hold on. Denver at Baltimore. Heath, Cortland Sutton, three last three games without Jerry Judy. Judy played one snap in one of them. You know, he's been 13-ish PPR points. He hasn't been a top 24 wide receiver in any of those three weeks. Now facing Baltimore starter Sid Cortland Sutton. I don't think he's going to do a lot better than what he's been doing, but I do think he can get pretty close to it. I think he's a borderline number two wide receiver. And in fairness to him, like if he's scoring those 13 fantasy points and never scoring a touchdown, that tells you that he's got the upside to get to 19 or 20, but I don't think that's going to happen in this matchup. Should have had one last week. It's just so hard to project a touchdown when Russell Wilson's averaging less than one touchdown per game. Come on, he's got eight. Marlon Humphrey scares me. Uh, yes. I, I mean, he really did a great job against Christian Kirk last week. Like Sutton, I, I'm trying to get away from him. Uh, who am I going to start over? I'm going to start Josh Palmer over him if Mike Williams doesn't play. Uh, I think that's the my one Sutton decision. I have. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I'm starting over him. I think that's you guys would definitely I agree with Garrett Wilson. I don't, I don't think I'd probably get all the way to Palmer. I like Palmer better than two. Obviously contingent on Mike Williams, right? Right. Uh, Tennessee at Philadelphia. Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, or Traylon Burks? Who's the best flex in a very interesting game, Jamie? Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, and Traylon Burks, like I said? Mm-hmm. Um, in PPR, I'd go Smith, Sanders, Burks. In non-PPR or half PPR, I would go Sanders, Smith, Burks. And finally, Pittsburgh at Atlanta. You both can talk about this because I think you might disagree. What's the backfield split look like if Najee Harris is out? Jamie, you, you seem high on Jalen Warren. Does that mean you're not expecting much from Benny Snell if Najee's out? What's the split look like? I think Snell will, will supplement him. I think also there might be a chance Anthony McFarlane gets a couple of touches as well. Uh, but everything that I've read seems to think like from the media, this isn't from Mike Tomlin, that, that the Steelers want to see what Jalen Warren looks like in a starter's role. So I think this is Jalen Warren's opportunity. The fact that he's not even on the injury report, I think, is a great sign for him. I mean, you know, go back, what, a month ago, three weeks ago, it was Jalen Warren's going to set for a larger role. Well, now he has that opportunity for a larger role. I don't think Benny Snell coming on in relief of Najee Harris is going to change what their approach was going to be for what Warren's role was. And remember, prior to him getting hurt, you know, he was taking significant snaps already. So – I think it's a it's a 
unbelievable matchup. And, you know, if he's the guy, to whatever extent he's the guy, 60%, 70%, 80%, you know, 55%, um, there's a chance for him to be a really good fantasy option because the Falcons stink against running backs. Falcons do stink, and I do. Warren is definitely my favorite Steelers running back. I, I think I maybe have a little closer split between him and Snell in the running game, but Warren pretty much dominating passing downs. Um, he's a he's somewhere between twenty four and thirty for me at running back right now, and Snell's not in my top thirty. All right, I want to tell you something though. This is the last game we're scheduled to to talk about. That's going to be about two hours into the show at this rate. Uh, I want to give you this thought on this backfield here. And Atlanta, you say they stink against running backs. They don't always stink against running backs. But the four, the three guys on four separate occasions who have had big Six games. Six in a row, though, 18 or more points. Yeah, they do give up a lot of points. But when it comes to just yards per carry or rushing totals, just rushing totals, they don't always stink. They do give up touchdowns. So you're right. They have a bad defense, and that helps. because They give up touchdowns. But look at the four guys who have really creamed them in the run game. Nick Chubb. Deontay Foreman twice, and Brian Robinson. All of them have had 105 or more yards. Foreman did it twice. What I noticed about them is those are big bruisers. And I'm not sure I'm not sure if that's anything. But that is more Snell than Warren, obviously. And it would, it would be Najee Harris if he were going to play. Uh, so I just, I did notice that, that the only running backs who have really crushed the Falcons on the ground have been between the tackles. I mean, Chubbs obviously can do everything. But between the tackles, bigger guys. I don't know. Okay, I guess, I guess the, the counter to that would be is what would Gibson have done, who's the smaller of the two? Not that he's not bigger than Warren because he is. But what would Antonio Gibson have done if he got in that work? Well, I think Gibson had like 13 carries. He didn't have a good game. For, I, can't, I can't really do anything other than to look at yards per carry. I know it's not the best thing, but it's the only thing I got. And Robinson was much better than Gibson. I think to me it's more about the, the work that those guys had as opposed to necessarily the – Size of them, yeah. Just there Gibson have been, had nine carries. Nine carries. Sorry, there have been some running backs who have been in like the 14, 15 carry range and haven't done much at all on the ground against the Falcons. Um, and just noticing the ones who have been really good have been the bigger guys. But all right, I assume nobody's going to care about that. It's kind of a reach. All right, we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about. Oh my god, I cannot. I cannot decide the game of the week. First of all, this is an amazing slate of games, and unfortunately, they're pretty much all on this episode. We're going to have to figure out a way to talk about one tomorrow with Dave. But could be Kansas City, Cincinnati. That's the first game we're talking about when we come back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. All right, Chiefs and Bengals. I talked about Juju playing in the slot last week and only playing 38% of the snaps overall, and none of that was good. How about the Bengals? 
they have seen the fourth fewest wide receiver targets in football, and now it is uh, going back to week four. Week four was the last time a wide receiver had more than seven targets against the Bengals. That's wild. And uh, don't need to be a wide receiver against this team. What's that? For the Chiefs. What'd you say? Chiefs don't need a wide receiver. No, it's uh, but I need I need Juju here. Okay, I really need some Juju. Uh, should I start him, Jamie? He's definitely started in three receiver leagues. I mean, that goes without saying. I, I think it's just a matter, again, of, of who you are comparing him to, who's on your team. He's just outside my top 24. You know, I'm a little bit concerned about the usage last week, the fact that he's still dealing with an illness now. You know, so, you know, whatever Andy Reid was thinking, does that carry over because they have so many different bodies to use? So, you know, I, I again, I, I think Juju's a, a good start. I don't know if he's a great start. Um, and, you know, Again, who who do you compare? Like for me, I have Juju in one league. I'm playing Christian Watson over him. That's an easy one for me. Yeah. Are you Sutton uh, Cortland for Juju? Uh, I have them back to back right now with Sutton one spot ahead, but I, I I will definitely make that switch if Juju's fine. What were the games where Juju played more than forty percent of his snaps in the slot? One moment, please. It was um, the Chargers game. He scored four points. The Bucks game, he scored nine point well, six points. C- can you give me weeks? I'm sorry. No. Like I'm just trying to figure out if, because the Chiefs have had many different things that just randomly pop up during games at random points yeah. during the season, and in the very next week it has no correlation yeah. to what just happened last. Weeks two, four, and five, and then last week against the Rams. Um. Okay. Yeah, the only thing I can say about that period of time is that was when Juju was not 100% healthy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the bigger number is He was on the injury report basically for that whole month. Barely. It's also when Miko Hardman was not productive. True, and obviously Miko Hardman's not going to be productive in this game. (laughs) He's out. Uh, All right, so Juju is, uh, you know, number two-ish wide receiver for James. Number two-ish is the perfect way to put it. Okay. Um. Mahomes is a start. Here's your LOL stat of the game. Jacoby Brissett is the only quarterback to score more than 18 points against the Bengals. Good luck, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Pacheco or replacement running back? Uh, Steelers replacement, Jets replacement, potentially Raiders replacement. Yeah, and full PPR, I would would start. Knight over him for sure. And I'll, I'll probably get there with Warren as well. I guess let me just ask you more broadly here. Are there any surprises in this game? I mean, Juju's going to be a tough call. You're going to start all the Bengals that usually start, assuming sitting Tyler Boyd. But Heath, are you going to make a case for Sky Moore or Hayden Hurst or Tyler Boyd himself or Watson or anything like that? I don't really want to make a case for those guys, but I don't think they're all just completely ignore, fade, stay away. I think Hayden Hurst is right at the towards the top of that touchdown dependent streaming tight end just because he's playing in a game that's going to have is projected to have more points than any other game. So you're playing with a great quarterback in a high scoring game against a bad defense. Even if he has no floor at all, he has just about as good a chance to score a touchdown as anybody that's not in our top seven. So he's a top 12 tight end for me. Um, I, I think t- Tyler Boyd, as miserable as he's been, is still a low-end boom-bust number three wide receiver because of the same things I just said about Hayden Hurst. And it might even be better for him that Jamar Chase is back and there's not very much attention. He can make another one of those big plays he's made this year. Um, Sky Moore is behind him for me. And what kind of confidence? I am, I am hopeful Jarrett McKinnon's healthy. 
because I think this could be a Jared McKinnon game. Very yes, very much. Oh man, he you know Jared McKinnon has two games this year with more than three catches. One of them was the Tennessee game when Mahomes threw sixty-eight passes. He just really hasn't done much of anything. But we're hoping we're hoping for a lot of points. And with that said, which Bengals wide receiver do you like better, Jamie? And are you comfortable starting both of them? Absolutely comfortable starting both of the top two. Um, and for right now, still T. Higgins, just because whatever is limiting Chase is still limiting Chase. But you know they're both top ten receivers. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm okay. There, I just I just want to know if, if Chase was must start. You know he's not going to be as high as he usually is. But top ten for you, okay? Uh, yes. Heath Chase is what for you? Twelve, I think. Right. I'm not going to overcomplicate this game. Then you know who to start. Pacheco is a guy to avoid. Juju number two ish. Hayden Hurst. Everybody's got. Will be very interesting if McKinnon is out because will they throw Ronald Jones in there? Will they throw Melvin Gordon in there? You know, it's going to be curious to see what they do if McKinnon can't that's go because point. he plays such a vital role for them. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, Cleveland's at Houston. Stat of the game: Deshaun Watson used to play for the Texans. Also, Houston has seen the fewest pass attempts in the NFL, and that's really what it is. It's like we know Houston's not that good defensively. They're one of the worst in yards per attempt allowed, but they don't get they just get run all over. <laughs> Cleveland can run the ball. So it's just a matter of how many how how does Watson do with probably limited pass attempts? And I just want to say one thing. I mean, I'm just gonna leave all the off-field stuff out of it. I gotten some comments like obviously i i don't even like talk i don't like talking about deshaun watson just talk football. It's like I it sucks about. we're just gonna talk football exactly and we have to talk fantasy so um all right uh deshaun watson heath give me your thoughts on him i think that he has a ceiling every bit as high as what sports line projection is for him which i think is qb5 or qb6 there are just enough extenuating circumstances that make me a little bit cautious this week he is very close to 12 for me i kind of bounce around with a couple of guys at that qb12 range um, i would start him over rogers i would start him over tom brady um, but i do think there's also the risk that the first half of this game or even the first entire game he plays he has a lot of rust to knock off. He's not played football a real football game in almost two years. And the very little bit we saw of him in the preseason did not look like Deshaun Watson. We don't know how much Kevin Stefanski is going to have him run in his very first game back. And we do know that the Browns, if they chose to do so, could win this game without throwing a forward pass. So like, there's, there's enough things that I'm concerned about that he's not ranked where his upside is, which is as good as almost anybody. Why are you guys starting Watson over Rodgers? Just because Rodgers is so beat up? Yep. Yeah, I, I think if Rodgers is 100% healthy, well, I mean, I take that, he's, he's playing with a broken thumb. If Rodgers is, is fine with the rib injury, uh, it would not surprise me if he's better. But I think he said something there that stands out the most. Upside. We've seen kind of Rodgers, you know, his best games have been kind of 23, 24 points. Mm-hmm. He lives in that 19, 20 range. Would not be surprising if that's what he did because he already did that against the Bears. You know, I, I think for for what um, for what Watson could be, you know, there's there's a better chance of that. I just think that Rodgers has more upside now because of Watson. Um, you know, well, like I mean, if, if we're going to play the they can run all over them card, clearly without Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson and and um, uh, why am I blanking on the pass pressure? Uh, their defense. Oh, Robert Quinn. Yeah, their defense has not been the same. No, it's thing. I mean, it, yeah, he has an amazing matchup. Right. The, the, the Bears are a layup. And if you had a quarterback who had the ribs in the situation of Rodgers and you wanted to prevent, like the Bears probably can't hit him anyway. 
but <laughs> why not why not just throw the ball 25 times yeah. and win the game by two scores all right fair enough maybe um, that changes a field's place and they have to score to keep up well let's, we'll stick with the browns here because i I mean, we've spoken a lot about Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce is not a top 20 running back for these guys this week. If the matchup were tougher, he might not even be a top 30 running back, but the Browns are so bad against the run. They give up the second most fantasy points to running backs. I think these these two teams are clearly two of the worst against the run. Um, we'll come back to the Houston wide receivers in a second, briefly. But uh, Nick Chubb's a must-start. Any interest in Kareem Hunt, guys? I think that if you're stuck, this is a good spot to go back to him. Because again, it's it's a game where if they if they do what they want to do offensively, and and like Keith said, if they don't want to throw, they're not going to put forty carries on Nick Chubb. They'll give him twenty to twenty five, and then they'll probably be fifteen for you know Kareem Hunt if that's the route they want to go. So I would not be surprised if he plays well. All right, but he's not a top thirty guy, is he? No, no, he, no. you know he's behind the replacement guys. He's behind Pierce. He's you know I look at him and AJ Dillon kind of similar because I think you're going to get you know similar matchups. Similar opportunities. Uh, Dylan's coming off a good game, you know. So, you know, to yeah. me, like it, the guys you're debating with Kareem Hunt in terms of like starters, like Cordero Patterson, I could see Hunt being better than Patterson this week. Yeah, I would. Nobody's dropped Kareem Hunt. He's rostered, I think, in about ninety percent of leagues. So let's just see if Deshaun Watson likes him and you know targets him. And maybe this helps, but sit him. All right, Cleveland wide receivers. Heath, Amari Cooper's on the road. It's not a neutral site game like that game against the Bills. Uh, starter sit Amari Cooper. I I may end up looking like the biggest dummy in the world, but I'm mostly just ignoring it, and I'm starting Amari Cooper. What about Donovan Peoples-Jones? He did used to live in the state of Texas, so maybe that helps. Oh, maybe. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> he has played home games in Texas as recently as last year. <laughs> That's true. So, feels like home. Um, I kind of like what you said about Kareem Hunt. I want to see how much how Deshaun Watson. I think there's there's a probably a loser and a winner coming out, and we may not figure it out in this game. But I really don't believe that David Njoku and Donovan Peoples Jones are going to be as good as the best we've seen from both of them. Um, that that month long stretch from Njoku, the the month long stretch from Peoples Jones. I think one of those guys will lose out. I don't have a good guess on who's going to be the number two option for Watson because for most of his career, he didn't have a number two option. He just did what Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers did and just throw the ball 40% of the time to your best player. All right. Uh, so Peoples-Jones is someone we're to try to avoid. And then Jamie... The thing, though, I, I, I would not be surprised based on what they were doing when they were at their best where there wasn't a lot of touchdowns between those two guys. Like I can see, I can still see people's Jones in that 11, 12 range, you know, which, uh, you know, as you alluded to before Heath and I agree, you know, there, there's a touchdown away from being a great game for Corbin right. Sutton, same thing, you know, so I would not be surprised. And the thing about it is clearly Deshaun Watson's a better downfield thrower than Jacoby Brissett is in his career. So maybe those opportunities open up a little bit for, for people's Jones. And then the joke again, you know, he, he, he certainly scored more touchdowns than, than people's Jones has, but, you know, he could still be a, a 60, 70 yard type of tight end and still be very much sustainable and startable in, in PPR. I looked at the games where David Njoku, you know, ha- was playing a normal snap count and was good. And he basically, Donovan Peoples Jones typically had a good game when Amari Cooper didn't. And that was road games. So uh, you can buy into that but as I, much I would as think you want. That- Part of that, though, is why three guys are not sustainable is that's yeah. Jacoby Brissett. 
yeah, but we're not expecting a ton of passing in this game. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, th- this could be feature your new toy. Like this, this for a team that's four and seven. You know, where I mean, we we did say they have the best of that group to be a a playoff contender, but most likely they're not making the playoffs. You know, Deshaun ja- Deshaun Watson. I would imagine for everything that's gone on with him from a football perspective, this is the game that he's been circling for. Oh a long yeah. Time. All right, so uh, Najoku, if he plays, you guys, you guys have him in the top seven. Would you start Najoku or Kittle? Najoku has it now. Yeah, it's. Let's see if he's one hundred percent healthy. But as long as he is, it's him over Kittle. Now, if Debo Samuel doesn't play, I didn't even mention Debo Samuel, but he's on the injury report. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, so last thing here, Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins. What are we thinking? Uh, 10, 11 fantasy points from these guys. That's where they live. Would you start Peoples-Jones? Nico, Nico over Cooks, though. Okay, Nico, Peoples-Jones. Uh, Peoples-Jones for me. I've got Nico higher. They're in the same range. And the Browns DST is top six this week. They are 55% I don't, I don't like the matchup, but I would keep an eye on Jordan Akins. Uh, they've benched Brevin Jordan. You saw last week in the first game with Kyle Allen, uh, five catches. He did have the fumble, but you know he, he was certainly a big part of this passing attack. And if they're going to chase points most weeks, you know Jordan Akins could end up being somebody that in a deeper league could help you. Now let's go to the Jets and the Vikings here. The Jets, as I mentioned, they've allowed three touchdown passes in their last eight games and a lot of easy competition there, but still very good. Would you start Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr this week, guys? I'll go with Carr. All right. Um, Derek Cousins or Jimmy Gar- <laughs> Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> Cousins. Uh, Cousins over Garoppolo. All right. So I've gotten a lot. I've gotten a lot. No. Two questions. And within like a half hour yesterday, should I start Mike White over Lamar Jackson? I said no. What wow. are your expectations, Heath, for Mike White? Um. It's like he, again, has a very wide range of possible outcomes. I'm expecting him to be a high-end QB2. I I have not considered him over Lamar Jackson. I have considered him like over Tom Brady in that range. Um, but I've just got him behind him. He's around QB18 for me. I think in this situation, if he ends up throwing 35 or 40 passes, he could end up with 300 yards and two touchdowns and be a top-12 quarterback again. Um, but also like there is implosion potential as we've seen from Mike White before. Yeah, I got to give him credit. Yeah, he was obviously very good last week. Um, he was great in his first start in, in 2021. And then the second game was right after that. He only threw 11 passes, but he scored he 10 hurt. fantasy points. Yeah, he did pretty well in those 11 passes. He was on fire, yeah, before and, he got hurt. And then he came back the next week, and he threw four interceptions and scored two points against the Bills. So I would say in three of the, of his four starts, he's been pretty good, you know, even though one of them was only 11 passes, but he did play well. Minnesota's so bad against quarterbacks. Uh, Mike White or Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, Garoppolo for me, but... I think he's he's a wild card, Mike White. You know, I think if you're in a in a tenuous situation with your quarterback, you don't have Kyler Murray. You know, you you don't have Justin Fields. You've been kind of playing the quarterback roulette game. You know, depending on you know the Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, fantasy manager has been begging for help. This is the perfect guy to say, okay, I'm going to go YOLO and hope that he goes out and has a big game. 
All right, Jets running backs we've discussed already. It's not it's a, it's a tough matchup. I mean, they, they give a lot of receiving production, fifth most receiving yards per game to running backs, but running backs are averaging 3.76 yards per carry against the Vikings. I mean, they're just very good against the run, um, so that's not good. But uh, these are these are like low-end number two guys, I suppose, and it gets even worse if Michael Carter plays. So it's interesting. I mean, you do want to pick them up, and we, we said it on Tuesday. It's not necessarily a this-week thing for Zonovan Knight. Uh, I know people are going to have a lot of questions. So if Michael Carter's out, would you start Zonovan Knight or Cordaro Patterson? Knight. Knight. Gus Edwards. Edwards. Gus. Zonovan Knight or a commander. you know that Gus Edwards is from Liberia? No. I, I learned that. that yesterday. I didn't know that. He was born in Liberia. Hmm. Uh, how about um, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, Zonovan Knight? You know where Gus Edwards started his college career at? That, I do know that. That was Rutgers. Uh, no. Finished at Rutgers. Oh, my, geez, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have to quit the show. I can't believe I just said that. Well, it's been, it was a good run. All right, uh, Brian Robinson or uh, <laughs> or Zonovan Knight if Carter's out. Robinson. Robinson. Jets wide receivers. Garrett Wilson is top 18 in both formats. Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore I think, has been picked up in... Perhaps too many leagues. I don't know. It was 26% yesterday. He barely played. You guys aren't starting Elijah Moore, are you? We are not. Um, I'm starting him in a couple of deeper leagues, yeah. Tyler Conklin or Hayden Hurst? I like Conklin better. Conklin. All right, he's Revenge game, baby. 11th, 10th, 10th, 11th in the rankings for everybody. Uh, he just needs uh, five or more targets, basically. He's been pretty good when he's gotten five or more targets, but that hasn't. there's only been six games where he's done that. Um, all right, Kirk Cousins is, you know, around 14th this thing-ish. We've said start him over Garoppolo, over Mike White, sit him for Derek Carr, sit him for um, Trevor Lawrence, for Deshaun Watson. And we'll see. Jets are giving up the seventh fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Dalvin Cook, you guys do not have him in your top 12. Heath, who would you start over Dalvin Cook? I would start um, Ramondre Stevenson for sure. Um, I'd start Travis Etienne as long as he's fully healthy by the end of the week. I'd start Rashad White. If Fournette doesn't play or either way? If Fournette doesn't play. Not if Fournette plays. How about, I'd see you have Tony Pollard ahead of him. Is that going to stick? Currently have Tony. I, I I don't love the situation for Dalvin Cook. And Jamie has Tony Pollard Cowboys too. running backs over Cook. Yeah, how about that? All right, and you know what? You guys have him around 16th. Guess where he is for the season? He's 15th per game in PPR, 13th in non-PPR, and simply just doesn't have that many touches. 16 carries per game, 16.2. That's his lowest since 2018. Um, all right, uh, Minnesota. It's him or it's Kevin O'Connell has not been good for him? I think, so. I think they're more pass-heavy. You look at his rates, he's basically as good as he's ever been. He also doesn't get a lot of catches this year. Start Jefferson, and Thielen is what, Jamie? As he said, a number three receiver, um, not a slam dunk by any stretch. Okay. The Jets have are allowing the third fewest points to wide receivers. Hopefully this isn't a bad game for Jefferson. Uh, TJ Hawkinson or David Njoku? I know you guys are high on Njoku. Would you start him or Hawkinson? I would start Hawkinson, but that's close. Hawkinson. All right. So that means he's a must-start guy, and the Jets' DST is okay. 
Miami at San Francisco. Okay, here's your stat of the game. Yes, Tua Tungabailoa with Teron Armstead in week 12. Uh, 234 yards and a touchdown. 25% pressure rate, no sacks. Tua without Teron Armstead. He threw eight passes. He was sacked four times. Uh, how could he have been sacked four times on 11 dropbacks with eight passes? It's probably seven passes mm. or 12 dropbacks. But a 54.5% pressure rate compared to 25% with Teron Armstead. Already gave you Where that did you get that from? From True Media. Okay. Uh, San Francisco is 16th in pressure rate, but in the three games that Eric Armstead has played this year, they've been top six in pressure rate all three games. So there are a lot of things working against the Dolphins in this game, specifically up front. And what does that mean, Jamie, for Tua, for Tyreek Hill, and for Jalen Waddell? You can't bench the receivers because, you know, it's one big play. They're certainly capable of that. There's touchdown potential across the board. Uh, clearly, the weakness of this 49ers defense, if there is one, is their secondary. And I know it's not a weakness, but it's just worse than their run defense. And so, you know, again, it's it, they're probably not good DFS plays, but I'm, I'm still starting both Hill and Waddle, and I probably haven't ranked too high. Um, Tua is still ranked as a number one quarterback. I'm not going to get cute and start Watson over him, for example. I'm not going to start um, – Mike White over him, you know, I'm just going to take my chances with what has been an MVP candidate and certainly a breakout quarterback this year. But I, I do think there's there's reason for concern. I, I, this 49ers defense is great. They're going to make things uncomfortable for him if Terran Armstead was 100% healthy. You know, so we're going to find out how Mike McDaniel knows his, his former team. There's obviously a lot of crosses, you know, revenge factors here, you know, with, with the coach, the running backs from Miami, and, and the 49ers knowing, I'm sure, what, what they want to do. But – just in terms of the Dolphins' offense, I think there's there's reason for concern. Just looking at this defense and and the the situation with their best offensive lineman probably not playing. Yeah, so you're starting Burrow over him. The thing about Tua is this is actually a, an elite quarterback that you might have some other great option with, right? I mean, because he was dropped in a lot of leagues or a late round pick. So you've got you, Jamie, have Burrow among others, Herbert, Hertz, Trevor Lawrence, Geno Smith ahead of Tua. Heath, you're not quite there. You have two of fifth ahead of Herbert, ahead of Geno, ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I've moved Herbert ahead of him. So, okay. But that the rest of the guys, yeah. I And I, I have the same concerns. It's just that I don't think Geno, those other guys, have anywhere close to the same upside that Tua has. Jeff Wilson right now, uh, for, is he really top 16? Or is that without He's Mostert? around 20. We, we don't have Mostert ranked yet. Okay, okay. So... Um, yeah, okay, no, yeah. I updated rankings. Jamie has him 26, and you're going to put him at 20-ish? Yeah. All right. So you guys would start, say, Zeke over him? I Yeah, I like Zeke a lot more than Jeff Wolf. A little more. DeAndre Swift? I would not. Uh, I'm not there yet, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. The fact that Swift is practicing in full again is a, is a pretty good sign. Okay, uh... Mike Kosicki's a sit. And Jimmy Garoppolo is about 15th. I think you guys said you have him over uh, You Mike. know, you keep asking Cousins and Garoppolo. I, I really struggle with that one. All right, so, so right now you have it Cousins, Garoppolo, Mike White, right? Mm-hmm. And Heath, you have it Cousins, Garoppolo, Mike White with Aaron yep. Rodgers and Tom Brady in that mix too. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's obviously it's a good matchup. The Dolphins give up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. 
Um, but it's, I'm going to change my answer. Garoppolo over Cousins. But you know what? Look at the quarterbacks who have done well against them. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields. It's not like they're giving up big games to bad quarterbacks. And Garoppolo is kind of right in the middle. <laughs> he's not bad, but he's not He's not Burrow. He's yeah, not, just the more I not, think about it, it's, it's not so much about Garoppolo. It's more about my fears with Cousins. Okay. Um, Heath, would you start... Give me the running back situation for the Niners. Obviously, McCaffrey's a start. If he plays, is there another guy you'd consider? If he doesn't play, what do you do with Mason, TDP? Oh, well, and Tevin Coleman. And Tevin um, Coleman. Especially if he doesn't play. I think Tevin Coleman would mess that whole thing up. I, I don't have another 49ers running back that I want to use as long as McCaffrey plays. If McCaffrey was out, I don't think I would have a 49ers running back ranked in my top 30. I think I would rank them Coleman, TDP, Mason. Okay, but it's an avoid. <laughs> I would like to avoid it if Christian McCaffrey's not playing. That could be a huge thing for Debo if, if Debo is able to play. All right, so then let's finish with the San Francisco wide receivers, Jamie, and break it down. Do you like these guys this week? It's kind of weird. The Dolphins give up so many points to quarterbacks, but not that bad against wide receivers. They're 13th. Um, so, yeah, Ayuk and, and Debo, who aren't getting a ton of targets, what do you think? I think what Heath said is is very telling about the running back situation. I think that without the second guy there, if Debo's healthy, that he's going to – you all right? <laughs> yeah. I had to turn the heat off. It's getting, like, really hot in here. I'm losing consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have um, water. I'm dying. I think, I think Debo's going to get more work in the run game than he's had the last couple of weeks uh, because that's probably who they feel the most comfortable with. But – um, I, I have it Ayuk over Debo in PPR, Debo over Ayuk in non PPR. Uh, both guys low end number two receivers, but you're not setting them. Ooh, let's do Juju Smith Schuster or a Niners wide receiver. Niners receivers for me. I've got Juju, then Debo, then Ayuk, but they're all very close. Sutton? 49ers receivers. Sutton, Juju, Debo, Debo Ayuk. Half PPR, Isaiah Pacheco or a Niners receiver? Both Niners, Niners receivers. receivers. All right, so Jalen Warren or a Niners receiver? Uh, Niners receivers. Okay. Yeah. All right. And George Kittle. It's like he's one of the tight ends, Heath, that you're just probably, you know, you said there's like seven tight ends that you're just starting. Mm-hmm. Is he at the end of the list? I think he's almost like the Gabe Davis, Christian Watson of tight ends. You know that it might not be fun, but. The upside's way too good. I think he has three games this year with 18 fantasy points. Any tight end who gets to 18 fantasy points three times in a season is just so securely locked into your lineups that you can't even. So, yeah, he's he's one of the guys I'm not questioning, but I also know he might score six this week. Man, I don't want to put too much into Teron Armstead, but I feel like you could make the case that Teron Armstead's absence is going to impact every single player in this game because if the Dolphins don't score the way they usually score, then you might have another 28 to 30 pass attempt game for Garoppolo. If the Dolphins come out and put up 30 points or 25 or more points or something like that, you might get 35 to 40 pass attempts from Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's obviously a huge deal for everyone. Uh, And uh, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that's basically been the problem. Last week was an exception. Jimmy Garoppolo actually threw a decent amount last week without, with them actually pitching a shutout against the saints. But for the most part, he's throwing 28 passes, and that sucks for everyone. You know, George Kittle barely ever gets more than six targets. You're not usually getting more than seven or eight from Debo and, and Ayuk. Um, but you're hoping. I think that we'll this find is out shooting. how much they like 
Tevin Coleman, TDP, and Jordan Mason because that's probably going to be what sways how their offense operates. Because I don't think they're going to put, especially if McCaffrey's got a knee irritation, they're going to put you know 30 carries on him. And so if, if they really want to see who's the second guy because they probably have to figure that out, then that's going to be, I think, how many attempts Garoppolo has. Uh, Sydney in our chat is asking, Kittle or Hayden Hurst? Kittle. Kittle. Okay. Kittle or uh, Pat Fryermuth? Fryermuth. Yeah, Muth. Niners DST, low-end starter this week. Okay, let's take a break. We still have, I think, four games left, so buckle up. Uh, Chargers Raiders when we come back. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount+. Plus, and for the first time ever... I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back on Fantasy Football Today. Here is the Does This Matter stat of the game. Derek Carr has been very good in his last four games. In those four games, he has thrown, Heath, I'll give you this one, six touchdown passes of 25 or more yards. That is the most of any quarterback in that stretch. Um, that's a lot. And, uh, yeah, I, I, does that matter? And the only reason I ask, like, it doesn't feel sustainable. And I would like for Carr to be on this hot streak with something th- something sustainable. I'm wondering if maybe this means his production's a little fluky. What do you think? I, I think it matters a little bit. I wouldn't call it, I don't know if I'd go quite as far as fluky, but I don't think you. it's something that you can necessarily live on if you're in that 20 to 22 point range with those things happening. Now, he, what do you have, 26 last week? He, he was better last week. So he, he would have maybe been at 20 without one of those or 19. But I, I am a little bit worried that this could be a game where he comes back to earth. Um, but he's right in that Kirk Cousins range. And I think you start him over Cousins because he's not facing as good a defense. But you wouldn't start... It's also an over-under of 50 and a half. I mean, right. There's going to be right. a lot of points in this game. You wouldn't start him over Tua, would you? Oh, no. Uh, getting close. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you guys have uh, Watson one spot ahead of Derek Carr. You have Lamar Jackson two or three spots ahead of Derek Carr. So basically, you have a four four-player range of... Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and Derek Carr is last. The other three are ranked differently for you guys. But he's ahead of Aaron Rodgers. He's ahead of Cousins, Garoppolo, Tom Brady, et cetera. Jerry I think Garth. I think last week's game was pretty good for him from the standpoint of got behind early with the interceptions, rallied, didn't necessarily have to get it all from Devontae Adams. And, you know, that's that's the nice thing about, I think, where Derek Carr's game is at right now is that, you know, it, it – he started to correct himself with just doing the Rodgers and throwing to Adams all the time. And then now you've seen Matt Collins a little bit more. You've seen Foster Moreau a little bit more. Nope. You're seeing uh, Josh Jacobs <laughs> involved again. in the passing game a little bit more. 
Um, you know, so there's there's different guys emerging, which is nice. And then who knows? Because you know, uh, Josh McDaniel said that you know they're 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 not sure, but you know we might get both guys back next week, and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, and, and Derek Carr might end up being a guy you can rely on toward the end of the season. Okay, uh, so knocking out this game somewhat quickly here. We've got a lot of must-starts. Justin Herbert is a must-start this week. The Raiders are a, a layup. Austin Eckler is a must-start. Josh Jacobs is a must-start if he plays. True or false, Keenan Allen is a must-start. True. Yeah. Devontae Adams is a must-start. Um, <laughs> what about Josh Palmer? And what about Mac Hollins, I guess? I know they're different. but And DeAndre Carter. And DeAndre Carter. What about the wide receivers, Jamie? Then Heath, you can talk about the tight ends. And Foster Merrill. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, you give me the wide receivers. Heath, you give me the tight ends, and then we'll talk about Zamir White. Uh, Josh Palmer is a must-start uh, if Mike Williams is out. Uh, DeAndre Carter and Mac Hollins are number three receivers if needed. Not not must-start number three receivers, but in that range. In the Donovan Peoples-Jones, Paris Campbell, Nico Collins range. Um, I would start them both over Traylon Burks, for example. Um who else? Uh, that's it. Okay. And Heath, the tight ends. Yeah, and I think I am quite a bit different on Gerald Everett than everybody else, but I, I mostly would like to avoid him. He's at the bottom of the possible starters for me this week. I just worry that like, he fits a lot better on a receiving core that's missing one guy if the guy who's missing is Keenan Allen and not and instead of Mike Williams because um, Williams does that downfield stuff and Allen works in the same area of the field. Um, Foster Moreau, I do have ahead of Gerald Everett, but not someone that I really want to start. Neither of these guys, top 12 tight ends. Um, uh, let me ask you just a few more questions about guys like DeAndre Carter and Mac Hollins, just for the desperate managers. I'm assuming you'd start Zay Jones over them. hundred percent. Yeah. How yep. about Adam Thielen? Uh, they're close. I'd start Thielen, but they're close. How yep. about, uh, Nico Collins or DeAndre Carter or Mac Hollins? I would start both those guys over Nico. I would start Nico. Okay. And Zamir White would be ranked where if Josh Jacobs were to miss this game? 18 to 22. I'm going to say 25. 18 to 22 and non-25 to 27 in full. He'd be my favorite replacement running back if Josh Jacobs were out. What do you think about that, suckers? I mean, I don't think that's a huge stretch since you're talking about Jalen Warren maybe sharing with Benny Snell and Zonovan Knight sharing potentially with Ty Johnson. So, yeah, it's not a – I don't think that's the hottest of hot takes, So, but it's it's certainly worth keeping on. You know, we, we could get to a situation where Jalen Warren, Zonovan Knight, Zamir White, and Jamichael Hasty and maybe a 49ers guy are very, very popular yeah. this week. Hasty actually might be the best <laughs> if, if ETN is out. I just – feel like ETN's going to play, but the Chargers, a running back has gained 89 or more rushing yards against the Chargers in eight of their last nine games. They are absolutely dreadful against the run. And that stat that I gave earlier, that 38 of Josh Jacobs' 40 catches have come on first and second down, it also makes me think that if Jacobs is out, Zamir White could still get three catches, uh, even though it I know... It also could be Amir Abdullah, you know, and, I guess so. and he's he's the one that they trust more, so it's... It, it, it's kind of what I said on Tuesday about, you know, like Zonovan Knight makes more sense than Ty Johnson, but Ty Johnson may end up being better. Also, Zamir White's averaging 4.7 yards per carry on 10 carries. YPC for life. Yeah, 10 carries. Uh, Denver's at Baltimore. It's the game of the week. No, it's not the game of the week. 
How about the Broncos' defense, though? They're not giving up a lot of points in their last three games. 17, 16, 23 points in regulation in their last three games. But look at the big plays they're giving up. Um, They've allowed... Okay, so in their first... Well, they've played 11 games. In their first eight games, they gave up 15 completions of 20 or more yards. 15 in their first eight games. In their last three games, 13 completions of 20 or more yards. Fourth most in the NFL in that span. And how about this? Since the Bradley Chubb trade, in their last three games... The Broncos are 28th in pressure rate, and they have two sacks. In their first eight games, they were fourth in pressure rate, and they had 24 sacks. So it's it's not the matchup that it was based on the last three games. And Heath, what does that mean for you when you evaluate the Ravens, if anything? No, I don't know that it does because they're not a normal um, right. offense. Like It gives me some hope that Lamar can hit one of those big passes and maybe Deshaun Jackson actually takes it to the house instead of what happened last week, but I still, uh, I, I'm concerned about this Ravens offense. It just doesn't look right. I don't know if Mark Andrews is 100% healthy. Um, and they just continually every week leave two or three touchdowns on the board. You're right. Off, they, they off really the board. Do. Yeah. Uh, Jackson or Watson? Jackson. Jackson for now. Boy, this quad injury though. I mean, how many things is he going to be dealing with? He's been so beat up. He's, been, he's had an illness. Uh, Jackson or um, Tua? Tua? Tua for now, but don't really love either one. It's more just hoping that they're at their best. Who's the best running back in this game? The Gus Bus, baby. Heath, you agree? Over Latavius? Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got Gus ahead of Latavius. They're, they're not far apart, though. They've given up a 100-yard rush to the Broncos have three of the last four. You know, I, I think this is the easy formula for the Ravens to fix their offense. I mean, look what Chuba Hubbard and or Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard just did. You know, just run right at them. You know, you want to talk about physical running back against defense. This is the perfect way to do it. Yeah, it's kind of sneaky. The, the Broncos haven't really had a good run defense all year. They've had a great overall defense, but not so much against the run. Um, all right, the Ravens, the pass, passing game's easy. The only guy you're starting is Mark Andrews. Let's hope he gets, comes through here. He's been on a little bit of a slump. So Where does he rank in terms of bust this year? No, I don't think I'd call him that. Would you? Yeah. Well, it depends. Were you, were you drafting with Heath and you had to take him in early in the second round, or were you drafting without Heath and you had to take him in the third round? I mean, if we're, I'm, he hasn't been what we hoped he would be, but if the number two tight end is a bust, then we've got a list yeah, I, that is very, well, I mean, very I long agree. He's a bust relative to his overall draft value. Is he? I don't know. Like, What's his points per game? 14.3. Are we going to count the game he left early with an injury? Because I could azer stat it to make him look better. <laughs> well, I mean, according to you, sure, whatever you want I mean, it to at, be. What's his, what's his actual number? 14.3. I look at the first six games. He scored 23 or more points in four of the first six games. Like, that's enormous. I guess it just, maybe I'm, I'm just stuck with some recency bias. Yeah. It just feels terrible. Yeah. But the last two games have been 11 and 12 PPR fantasy points, which is bad for him. It's still, it's and still not all, bad. And also a top five tight end for the season. 11 or 12. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the position is just so. But I mean, like, you, you know, I, I know what you're saying, but it's like you, you, you weren't expecting him to be in the top five. You know, like you're expecting him to be clear one or two. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, all right, Gus Edwards is uh, 18th for Jamie in PPR, 21st for Heath, 25th for Dave. Obviously, we know the problem. He doesn't catch any passes. Um, 
Would you start Edwards or Devin Singletary? Edwards. Edwards. Would you start Latavius Murray or Devin Singletary? Latavius. Uh, Latavius, but they're very similar. Are you confident in any Bronco? None. Heath? Con- no, not confident. Um, Sutton's my favorite. Yeah. Sutton, we'll do a, a few more Suttons here. First of all, we have to, you know, if Judy plays, they're sitting Sutton, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm already trying to sit Sutton, so yes. Sutton or Gabe Davis tonight? I'd go Sutton. Uh, Sutton and PPR. Davis and on. Cortland Sutton yeah. or an Eagles or Devontae Smith? Smith. Smith. Sutton or Slayton? Sutton. Sutton. Okay. Next game. I think we have two left. Tennessee at Philadelphia. Woo. I think the Titans can win. What do you guys think? Uh, I think they can win. I don't think they will, but I think they'll cover the five. Mike Vrabel's so good. I, I don't think it should be. I don't think it should be that close. But I, I'm not going to doubt Vrabel. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm so stunned by how good they've been defensively since their bye. In their last six games, they're third in yards per play, and I think a lot of people doubted it. Maybe going into that Bengals game, they held the Bengals to 20 points. I think Burrow didn't even but score 20 points. With all that being said, like there's, I'm starting Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and I'm not really thinking about it. I think you should. The one that makes me the most nervous though, Sanders. You know, just because. He's going to need a lot of work. He's going to obviously need to score. I hope he's three catches again because that was fun to see, at least just the involvement. So this team just does not give up rushing touchdowns. You know, I know they, they got one for Samaje last week, uh, but it's just, it's just not something that you see happen very often from this team. I think you should really think about the Eagles other than Jalen Hurts. I know you got to start him, and you're going to start Brown because he gets so many touchdowns and, and green zone targets and end zone targets. Revenge but, game, baby. But let, yeah, and yeah, right, that too. But well, and Devontae has like a 37% target share since Goddard went left. Yeah. What's he doing with it, though? It's crazy. You know, he's a guy who has two, I think, two green zone targets all year. So touchdowns are hard to come by. And he just hasn't been that efficient. Oh, the green zone? The green zone is inside that. We actually had a one star review on Apple Podcasts. It said, stop saying green zone. It's not a thing. Pretty sure it is but a she thing. said, no, I will push on. Ben Gretsch said it before I said it. So I'm. That was me, by the way. I gave the one star. Oh, so thanks, Jamie. Um, all right, I just want to bring this up because right, let's knock out the Titans. It's just just Derrick Henry, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. Traylon Burks would be you know boomer bust player. He's got three catches in his last two games or something that are more than forty yards or something crazy like that. Um, here's here's what I looked at here. Jalen Hurts has thrown twenty five to twenty eight passes in six straight games. In those six games, AJ Brown has sixty seven or fewer yards five times but he has six touchdowns. Um, Devontae Smith has 50 or fewer yards five times in those six games. He does, however, have eight to nine targets in four of his last five games. Last six games, again, Jalen Hurts, 25 to 28 passes in all six games. A.J. Brown is the number 17 wide receiver per game. Even with that three-touchdown game against the Steelers, Devontae Smith is the number 48 wide receiver per game in PPR in the last six games. One last thing, and then I'll let you guys talk. So, again, Jalen Hurts not throwing a lot in the last six games. He has faced five teams in those six games that are in the bottom six in pass attempts per game seen. In other words, he's faced teams that just teams don't throw on. The Titans, on the other hand, have seen the most pass attempts per game in the NFL. So will Jalen Hurts actually throw more? I don't think he will. He, he just That's not his thing. 
And we need to reconsider, I think, the Eagles passing game because there's just so little volume there. That's that's just my take on it. And the Titans have been elite defensively since their bye week. So discuss. You're obviously starting A.J. Brown. I don't care who they're playing, you know, whether yes. he's a number one or number two receiver, it doesn't matter. And I'm sure that this is, hey, Nick, hey, Nick, hey, Nick. <laughs> you know, I've, I've talked a lot of trash about my former team. Yeah. Uh, let, let's dial up a few extra targets. Let's give me a few opportunities downfield. If It feels like his downfield opportunities have certainly shifted since Dallas Goddard's been gone. Um, I think for Devontae Smith, you know, you're talking about a guy in, in the three games that Dallas Goddard either hurt, in the game that he got hurt and the two that he's missed, he's been basically eight-plus targets. He's been 13 PPR points in two of those games. Uh, one touchdown, or two touchdowns in those two games. Um, at least one. Uh, I'm, I might be mistaken there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, one. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's just there's opportunities there against, again, the weakness of this defense, which is their pass defense as opposed to their run defense. And so if they can't run the ball, because last week it was, and, and I, I think if you probably said this, you know, the thing that I read about the Colts game was, that saved them in that final drive was they went back to their roots, as they said. They went back to running the ball, and it wasn't just all Miles Sanders, but they had success in that final drive. That carried over to last week. They ran the ball with a ton of success. That was a game you can run on, a team you can run on. This week, is it the same thing? No. So, you know, I, I hope that they get a little game plan specific and get A.J. Brown going early, which has kind of been the case. He's usually been better in the first half than the second half. And Devontae Smith gets some opportunities as well. And hopefully Jalen Hurts throws the ball a little bit more. So I, I think you lean in. For me, I'm going to lean more toward the passing game than the run game for the Eagles. But I'm not. I'm with Heath. I'm not benching Miles Sanders coming off a 30-point game. But I think hopefully he gets also 30, three catches again, which would be nice. Yeah, a couple of things. Like I, I still will challenge the Titans being elite defensively when it comes to wide receiver production because – while they've given up the third most fantasy points this season to wide receivers, they've given up the ninth most fantasy points over the last three weeks. They've given up the 10th most fantasy points the last five weeks. They're still giving up a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. And I think when you talk about Jalen Hurts' pass volume and the number, what, what Javante Smith and A.J. Brown have done, you really need to separate the last two weeks from the prior four because the prior four, they were chopping up those 28 pass attempts with Dallas Goddard, and he's not there anymore, and no one's replaced him. That's true. But I would just say the Titans, the last three games, you said they've been bad against re- receivers. 40- well, I didn't say bad. I said they've given up the third most fantasy points. Okay, 42, 39, and 37 pass attempts. I, I think they've been good you know, per attempt. They've been better. They're not giving up nearly as many big plays per attempt. Uh, it's just that teams are throwing so much on the Titans because they have such a great run defense. What strategy do the Eagles employ? And that's kind of what Jamie was talking about. They get a little more game plan specific. And, uh, all right, it's something to keep an eye on here. Yeah, and I I just don't know, like, when you look at T. Higgins had 7 on 114 on a touchdown on nine targets. Like, it's not because Yeah, but Tyler Boyd was terrible. Right. Well, Tyler Boyd had four targets. That wasn't a volume thing at all. Um, Christian Watson scored 21 fantasy points on six targets. Yeah, Alan Lazard was bad on 11 targets. I mean, I wouldn't... He had double-digit fantasy points still. uh, All right, like, I mean, you can parse up the numbers, but they've not stopped receivers from scoring fantasy points at any point this season. Okay. I mean, if they, if they don't, if Jalen Hurts is under 30 pass attempts in this game, unless he's just hyper efficient and there's a lot of big plays, they're probably losing this game. Uh, maybe. Uh, okay, then. So, so Miles Sanders or Devontae Smith, who's a better flex? Sanders and non PPR, Smith and PPR. I'm waiting for. We, you know, I, I don't want to get jaded by. Oh, happy, yeah, PPR. <laughs> I don't want to get jaded by Sanders' performance last week. He was bad the the you know two three weeks prior to that. 
two weeks in a row. Yeah, he scored fewer than six PPR fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, finally, um, uh, that's pretty much it. Gus Edwards or Miles Sanders? I like Gus better. Wow. Um, I definitely have Gus higher in non-PPR. I think it's more likely that Sanders catches two passes than it is Gus. I'll go Sanders in full PPR. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, and Miles Sanders. Who's your, how do you rank them? Both Cowboys. I've got Pollard, Zeke, Sanders. Oh, okay. Pittsburgh's at Atlanta is our last game, stat of the game. These two teams allow the most completions of 20-plus yards. Long show today, so let's uh, do this one quickly, and I think we can for the Falcons, right? Jamie, give me the Falcons. Yep. Sit them. Sit them all. Yep. Okay. The Steelers, I do think, give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers, but sit them all, right? Good luck. Olamide. Okay. Uh, the Steelers, Heath, what do you think about the Steelers' passing offense? It's... I, I don't think it's as bad as the fantasy numbers suggest. They just don't have the touchdowns. I don't I think that there's a decent chance that we're getting a good Kenny Pickett game, but you can't rank it like that because he's just not getting any help and they're not getting into the end zone. Um, Pickett's a number two quarterback. I think he's my guy I have right behind Mike White at number 18. Um, Pickens and Deontay, I think, are both borderline number three wide receivers. I definitely prefer Pickens. And if they do give up the big plays, that should certainly help. I'm starting Pat Frymouth. Uh By the way, we have reached 250 likes. Thank you to Thomas Schaefer for pointing that out. Sorry, I forgot about that. Please comment your Twitter handle right now, and we are going to give away a free month of Paramount+. Plus. Go ahead and comment your Twitter handle. Um, it, I, what I'm going to do tomorrow is going to look at the practice reports with all the running backs, and we'll start the show talking about the four backfields that are sort of in flux right now, the Jets, the Steelers, maybe the five, the Jaguars, 49ers and Raiders, and we'll just talk about all the replacement running backs. But, you know, right well, you now... We're doing FFT and 5 tonight, right? Yeah. We can do that then, too. Yeah. So right now, Jamie, the, the highest-ranked running back you have for the Steelers is who, and where is he ranked? Jalen Morn is uh, between 20 and 25, depending on the format. Uh, I think he has the most upside of the backfield there. I think it's a great matchup. Again, even for a smaller running back against this defense, he should have the opportunity to make some plays. So six straight games with 18 or more PPR points allowed by the Falcons to a running back. So hopefully Jalen Warren does that for those of you that picked him up. Oh, imagine if George Pickens had caught the two touchdowns that he should have had in the last two games, where he'd be right now in the minds of fantasy He'd be Christian managers. Watson. Yeah. You know, um, that's why I'm, I'm feel, like, feeling dfs about him. But uh, I, you know what? I, I kind of want to say it. I kind of I want to start him over Cortland Sutton. It's probably will be a game time decision for me. Cortland Sutton or George Pickens? I don't think it's a bad call in non PPR. I'll go Sutton. Yeah, there's so few targets. Six straight games. Sutton is basically you know what you're getting. You're getting 12 or 13 PPR points if he plays his best. If right. Russell plays his best, maybe he gets touched. <laughs> but I mean, I've really been impressed with with the way the steel the Ravens have done against some wide receivers, including last yeah, week. Yeah, I'm with you against Kirk. Um, all right, but you're going Sutton, and yep. uh, how about George Pickens or um, Zay Jones? They're almost back to back, but I think Zay Jones has more upside. I I have Zay Jones higher, but it's one that I'm struggling with. Steelers DST is 8th and ninth for Jamie and Heath, respectively. They've been good in 
three very good in three or four games with TJ Watt. And that is it for these, and not even AFC home games. There are so few uh, AFC home games. I think there are like a lot of NFC home games this week. But that's it for this slate. Six more games tomorrow and a recap of Thursday night. Live What's stream the game of the week? To- What's that? What's the game of the week? I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. I, I, I've got a, a bonus for anybody who's listened to an hour and 20 minutes in, Adam. I just saw this about tonight's game. The line opened Bills minus five and a half. It's now Bills minus three and a half. But 77% of the tickets have come in on Buffalo. Interesting. Do you care? That would tell you the Sharps are hammering the Patriots, I believe. I'm going to take the Bills. I'm going to bet right. the Bills right now, three and a half. All right. I have lost nine bets in a row. So let's see if we can make it an even 10. (laughs) That was worth it. (laughs) Talk to you later, everybody. See you at 2 o'clock on our live stream, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.